When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through. While giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform. And the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And we are so excited to be back today. But Taylor um, wants to say something about the last episode because we just figured out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that Taylor's uh, headphones were not plugged in the right way. And so, well, no, they're wireless, but oh, the, okay. our, our new platform, we have to like change the settings when we use, so we use microphones to make the quality good for you guys. And it connected to my headphone microphone. So you might've been like, why does Taylor sound like she's driving in a car right now? Um, so that's why. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, you guys, we, um, we, you know, we do listen to most of our episodes and we just figured out that it was not the best quality. So we're sorry about that, but we're back with our good quality, right? I yes. think you sound great. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, so we have an awesome episode today because we have a special guest and we're going to introduce her in just a couple of minutes, but we're going to be talking all things meditation and breath work today. Um, we might actually go a little deeper into breath work in another episode too, but meditation is something that we haven't really talked in depth about yet. We had an episode about yoga for anxiety. We have had an episode about hypnotherapy. And so if you guys haven't listened to either of those, that kind of both of those, um, you know, yoga and hypnotherapy both do incorporate meditation into their practice. So we did talk about it a little bit on those episodes, but this is gonna be dedicated to meditation, especially for those people that struggle with anxiety that literally hear the word meditation and they want to run the other way. Because I know for myself, and I don't know, Taylor, if you agree with this, but when I first started getting into meditation, I couldn't think of a worst thing possible than to be sitting with my thoughts that were screaming at me and sitting. And I pictured meditation as like sitting in a quiet room just staring at a wall for a half hour with, you know, that's it, just sitting in silence. And that's something I'm I'm practicing still too, is trying to be in the silence. But meditation doesn't necessarily always mean that. Um, But I don't know. What do you think about meditation, Taylor? 
I think that movies and TV shows, the way they portray meditation is like the yogi people in those long outfits sitting with their legs crossed saying om and stuff like that, you know? So I think for me when I, and also being a perfectionist, I thought I had to perfect meditation. And it's like, every time I would try, I'd be like, this sucks. I fail. Like, so when I like feel something is challenging, I give up on it. Yeah. Because I, you know, I put it in that category. So I think the best thing for me was finding out that meditation is so much more than just uh, what you think it is. Like meditation can be so many different things, like even just going for a walk with yourself in silence. Oh my gosh. I I know. I feel like that's what I've, I've been like more patient with myself because I'm the same way. I sort of was, well, am I doing it right? Is, you know, I'm sitting here and I don't really understand why, you know, my brain, you know, meditation, everyone says they're supposed to help with anxiety. And why do I actually feel more anxious? I'm supposed to be meditating. Right, right, right. Anyway, so we're going to get all into this with our guest because um, she is actually kind of a meditation guru, I would say myself. she I've been starting to listen to this podcast. And you guys, there's amazing podcast, by the way. Um, you guys know that I talk a lot about Insight Timer. The app um, has a lot of amazing meditations. And the Calm app has good meditations too. But there's also a bunch of podcasts. If you type in meditation, this is actually how I find found the guest podcast. If you type in meditations or short meditations for anxiety or something, they'll give you suggestions of different podcasts as well. And I'm so without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest. I'm so excited to have her here. Her name is Mary Meckley. And she is so I'm so excited. Welcome. Mary. Um, She's the host of the Daily Meditation podcast. And I found, I'm just going to say a little bit about how I found you because I searched, you know, meditations and I listened to the first one and they're all only about like 13 to 15 minutes long and which I love um, shorter ones, but your voice is the most calming voice I've ever heard. (laughs) So welcome, Mary. Thank you. Allison and Taylor, it's really exciting to be here. And this is really fun. I'm excited. And I really was laughing so hard at what Taylor was saying by, um, and what you said to Allison about how, um, you know, you kind of feel intimidated by your meditation ritual. And it's true. Um, and one of my sayings that I like to share is that, um, don't be intimidated by your own meditation ritual. And so much of the focus is, you know, to create a space where you're not likely to be interrupted and, um, you know, make it beautiful, decorated. And then when you sit there, suddenly it's just peace is going to land in your lap. And that's not how it works, even for longtime meditators. So um, when I started meditating, um, I started sipping tea. I lived in Japan and I worked for a company and every few hours, about three times a day during the work shift, uh, there'd be a pause and there were actual, um, tea ladies. They were ladies who would bring us little cups of green tea. And I was the only foreigner in my section. And there were over 200, uh, people in my department where I worked and, everybody would just pause for about 10 minutes and they would close their eyes. And I thought they were sleeping, you know, taking a nap. I was like not familiar with meditation. And some of them were taking a nap, but a lot of them were meditating and just relaxing, doing breath work, as you mentioned. And I thought that if I worked through my breaks that, you know, well, I'm not going to sit and have some tea. You know, what is that? I'm like on a roll. I want to, you know, work through my break. But I actually found out that my colleagues were so much more productive than I was. So they emerged really refreshed from these breaks, regardless if they were just sitting, sipping their tea quietly, not scrolling through their phones or their messages or a magazine, just sitting there. And um, really, that's how I started. So I started to sit and sip my tea and just sit there. And it takes a while to feel stillness within, because especially in the West, we're not used to feeling stillness. We don't really know what that feels like. 
So it takes some practice. And um, so I would just sit and sip my tea and notice the stillness. And so that's how I actually got started meditating. And I did that for over a year before I actually started to close my eyes and and notice, you know, kind of stillness. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to y'all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log on to your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. So how do you think that you would kind of describe meditation or define meditation? That is such a great question. I would define meditation as a stillness that you feel when your heart is open and you feel open and receptive. I would say that that is meditation. You may feel peaceful um, if you emerge from your your time sitting in stillness with a little more peace, a little more joy or happiness. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I feel like saying that makes so much sense to me, someone who kind of has now practiced meditation a lot and, and really seen the benefit of it. But I wonder like Taylor, I'm curious what you think about that because I, I feel like if someone hasn't really, tried meditation yet, or they're really scared to do it if they have a lot of anxiety that saying to them sort of like, well, you know, do have to be open just to try it. But also it's, I wonder like if someone would understand what that would mean, you know, like, I don't know, Taylor, what do you think? I think that kind of what I said in the beginning, meditation is, it can look so different for everyone. So I think just like opening your mind to the thought that meditation doesn't have to be just sitting there listening to mantras and exploring and researching. I always tell everyone to try everything. Don't just give up on your anxiety. Try everything. We talk about this all the time, Allison. I'm like, make a list of everything you've heard of that can help you and try every single thing out because in um, healing is so individualized. So you truly don't know until you try something. And so I think just learning and researching about meditation from so many different angles, just like you go and get multiple doctor's opinions, get multiple meditation opinions from multiple people who practice meditation and realizing that it can be something so different than what your mind has learned from movies and TV shows, just like how movies and TV shows show anxiety. It's not it's not like that. Totally. So no. it's kind of like understand and, and relationships. Just think of movies and TV shows as everything is just very different than real life. And so I think just educating yourself on your own is important. Totally. And I like that you said kind of just being open to receiving. Yeah. Receiving it, you know, 
Um, I mean, that's half the battle because I'll tell you how many times I tried different meditations and wanted to quit because I said, how is this helping me? I am seriously sitting here with my thoughts that feel like they're at like volume 10 and I don't, and then, you know, I started again, still having sort of an open mind about it and being like, you know what? I don't think this has to be the only type of meditation that's out there. And that's kind of how I found that and I'll say this is just me, but I found that this is this works great for a lot of my clients as well, for people that haven't really experienced meditation much. But starting with guided meditations um, can be so much more um, effective in kind of helping you understand more about maybe quieting your thoughts down. So I think that's why I love yours, Mary, because you do guide. You know, I feel like you're talking to me when I'm walking. I do, I use a lot of her meditations for walking. By the way, walking as as I'm walking my dog in you know nature. Um, but what do you think about like guided meditations? I feel like that's something that's so great about your podcast is that you know you're sort of like a coach. Yeah, um, I think it's really important, as you said, to start off with guided meditations. Just as if you were to start a fitness program where you know you did really. Sh- know how to do hit or CrossFit or something. And so you, you know, you try it and, um, you, uh, just kind of get involved and, and see what seems to work best for you. But I wanted to say that when you meditate, um, it's not as though like when, when your guide, the guide just kind of helps you to feel more relaxed and calm. And when I say open, I should explain that a little more. So um, meditation is being, is really honoring who you are. So when you're open, you're just noticing how you're feeling. You're just, you're, because most of the time, especially in the West and these days where there's so much distraction, disruption going on, we kind of are in a frenzy, you know, we're out there, we're, we're so engaged in all the things happening out there. And so when we just sit down and become open to what's happening inside, you know, like, how do I feel today? Wow. I wonder why I feel that way. What triggered me? Because sometimes at the end of the day, we're, you know, we're thinking all these thoughts, we might have trouble going to sleep. We have this anxiety and we don't really even know why. And so when you meditate, you start to really get in touch with your emotions and your body because how you carry stress in your body as well. Yeah. I would have to say that that's that's more of, you know, in my research with meditation and the way that I um, even approach it with my clients is being able to kind of be present with your own emotions and with your own thoughts and sort of be in that discomfort, but know that you're still safe, even though it might be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and recognizing that it's, it's okay to have those feelings or have those thoughts and that you're not necessarily in, in danger because a lot of anxiety presents itself as feeling like you're in danger, even though it's kind of pr- not real, right? Like anxiety sort of perceived danger, um, I mean, there is obviously situations that are dangerous and you you will have an anxious response to them, but a high percentage of times people with anxiety and anxiety disorders um, are anxious in moments that aren't actually dangerous. So I feel like being able to have some type of, you know, healing tools and techniques like meditation to bring you back to the present moment is is so effective. So um, we we did get a couple questions for you, but um, I'd love to hear before we get into those, um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about the podcast specifically, because you talk, uh, the ones that I have actually noticed are that I love are the series that you do. Um, it's, it appears that you, I mean, first of all, you guys, she has like over 2000 episodes or something goes back to how, what, when did you start this again? Yeah, I've done this for almost seven years. So every day for seven years, um, I have over 2,000 episodes, um, 23, I forget what number we're on, but over 2,300. Um, but I love it. It's, um, yeah, I enjoy it. 
It's amazing. It's amazing. And I love that. So, I mean, I find myself being able to go back to so many different episodes whenever I'm walking, but I'd love for you to tell people a little bit more about the series and how effective, you know, you do the seven days. So it's sort of like you can start one, one day of the week and do a whole week of the meditation. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Well, um, I decided to do the podcast, um, this way because, as I mentioned, it took me a long time um, to start really meditating. Even after I would sit and enjoy tea and just relax, um, it took me a couple years before I actually sat down and made my way to the mat and started meditating. And um, so I share a, a theme each week. So the series, um, the theme that we are um, currently doing is called Looking Inward. And we have sleep series, focus series, uh, reduce anxiety series, all kinds of series. And the series lasts a week. I start every series on a Sunday, but it's really day one. So you can start it any, you know, you can start any series at any day you want. And then every day I share a different meditation technique because as Taylor mentioned, um, you said something like you're, you're not sure, you know what you're supposed to be doing and it's good to try different things to see what resonates most with you. I share um, a visualization on day one. On day two, I share an affirmation. On day three, I share a breathing technique and every technique goes along with the theme. And um, I share a little more esoteric, unusual techniques that you might not have heard of um, such as a mudra, a way it's kind of like acupressure, um, and a, a chakra focus. Really, that's just where you hold your emotions in your body. It's kind of getting in tune with your body on that day. And then, um, on day six, we combine all the techniques we've explored all week into a layered meditation. And then on Saturday, I like to do a walking meditation. I know, um, Allison, you are really, you know, you, that's when you listen. A lot of people listen when they walk and, um, or, or to sit outside in nature. And we do a week review where you review your week and you celebrate your big wins and you kind of learn from the mistakes you made. Again, it's just being open to life, what's happening in your life and be another, another, um, when you ask me how I would define meditation, it's awareness. It's, um, becoming aware of, of what's going on in your life, how you lived your life, what you could do to improve it, just paying attention, being more mindful and present. So that's how I do the series every week. I think that's why I love it because you include affirmations and visualizations and breath work and all, just all of those tools are just things that I use all the time on myself and with my clients. And it's just like all wrapped into nice one little package. Um, but I, yeah, I love that so much. And I, I hope that everyone listening can kind of get get into that because again, there is no, like Taylor said, there is no, you know, A plus B equals C when healing anxiety. It's not like listen to this podcast and you'll be cured. That's not going to happen. Um, but being able to just try different things is is so important. Um, wait, Taylor, do you actually meditate or have you tried? I, I didn't even, I meant to ask you that. Um, so we talked about this in a previous episode, but I'll touch on it. I do okay. use the muse. Um, I am a competition person. So I have this, it's like a headset thing and it does meditation and I, it gives me feedback. So it's a little bit of almost neurofeedback in a sense, I'd say, but it does meditation. There's guided meditation. There's affirmations. It's like an app. And it pairs I with this headpiece. when you talked about that, but it that's... was a long time ago. When we, oh, I when was we going to say with Maribel. Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> that's yeah. really interesting. So it's an app. It, it's a it's a headset, and so basically it can monitor your. Uh, it's an ECG, I'd say, and it can tell your brain waves. And so it's like it does this meditation. Yeah, but it, it you're doing meditation with the neurofeedback. So to me, it's like a competition, which I like that works for me because I'm getting the feedback that I'm doing it right, that I'm calming my mind. That's very interesting. Like the birds will chirp. It'll be like loud birds. And then when you calm your mind, you get your mind to like your ECG starts calming down. The birds will be like a pretty sound or like the waves will be crashing when your mind's like 
going everywhere and then the waves will be like a pretty sound once you've like reached we might need um, to do an episode about that that sounds very interesting to me it's have something you heard that of I, would, news? I would not like mary i have yeah yeah i, I think that you know, the main thing with meditation or really anything that you do is um, just just do something to help yeah. you manage your emotions. And, um, you know, for some people that's uh, walking in nature or, or you know, it, it's just really doing something, having a ritual where you calm your mind and body. Meditation, um, you can go a little more deeper when you meditate, because you, you begin to, um, you're letting go of distractions or anything external and you're working with your, what's going on inside and, and managing your emotions. And there's so much science now that they're, they're showing that, um, meditation definitely is activating your prefrontal lobes where this is where your reasoning center of your brain. And so it's, um, it's just a, an ancient practice that's been around for over 5,000 years. And I think it's coming into uh, mainstream now because we are needing something to calm ourselves. And it's interesting because I was thinking, well, why did, you know, who thought of meditation? You know, the ancient yogis, why did they, you know, come up with meditation? Well, they were also living during really extenuating circumstances, stressful times. And so they realized they, you know, there was a need for, for a way to relax. And so, um, yeah, I, I think we always as humans meet the need that we, we have. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about breath work? Um, I'm not sure kind of, I know that you incorporate it into the podcast and I'm just, I'm just, um, I'd love for you to share a little bit of, without going into kind of too much, because I feel like we could have a whole episode on breath work actually. And I'd, I'd love to do that. Um, but yeah, just kind of your opinion on that. Yeah. So breath work, um, is one of the fastest, most effective ways to instantly calm your mind and body. You can do breath work and make it as simple as you can. There are a lot of elaborate counts or ways that you position your fingers or hands, you know, opening one nostril and the other. But basically, I think that a very good breathing technique is where you, let's say you inhale to the count of four or five or six, whatever feels best for you. You hold your breath for that amount of time, and then you exhale for that same number and you repeat it that same number of times. Fast, simple, and it works. If you can combine that with an affirmation, which is simply just a positive statement that helps to reinforce whatever oh, you're trying I do that. to focus on. If if you do that, you do that too? I do the, I remember Allison, the inhale, um, inhale health, exhale sickness. Yeah. yeah. And it just like, it. I don't know. I'm probably not exhaling sickness, but I think I am. So that's yeah, all that matters. It really aligns you with, um, you know, it's kind of like having a little sticky note, you know, that reminds you like, oh, you know, you, you need to, you know, let's focus on this today. Well, you know, if you just kind of have maybe certain times throughout your day where you um, pause, even just one time, maybe when you wake up in the morning, just start your day before the rush of the day sets in. And in the evening, the rush of the day is calming down as you go, you know, to sleep. And those are good times to meditate. And you would just simply sit somewhere. Um, I often sat in my car meditating when my children were young because, you know, I just didn't have a lot of time. Um, and, uh, you know, my husband, uh, his job has him away a lot. And so, um, you know, it was just kind of me. We don't live near our families. And, you know, it was hard to find any time alone. So when they were at an activity, I would, you know, watch them for a while and then I would break away and I would just take like 10 minutes to sit in the car. There were people passing by. It's always good to just kind of make meditation happen wherever you can. And um, you you get better and better at calming your mind. I love that. I love that. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> um, I was actually going back to what I said about the inhaling health and exhaling sickness. I think I got that. So I remember when my I I went through extreme panic disorder and health anxiety. And I remember when my panic attacks were so bad I could barely leave the couch. And my my dad made me watch this movie called You've probably heard of it, The Secret. And I remember this lady on there and she like every day she had, she got diagnosed with breast cancer or something. And every day she would claim healing over herself. And and to me, this was like so insane, but like she went back and got a scan and her tumor was gone or like shrunk or something. And I was just like, what in the world? And then like, she was talking about how like just claiming health over your body can like help your body heal itself. And to me, that was just like, I don't know. From then on, I was like, inhale all the health, please. Like, <laughs> exhale all the sickness. Like, uh, I was like, anything. <laughs> so uh, that was just so interesting to me. And I think there was like a few stories on there about people who healed their cancer. And I was just like, that's so crazy. Because I guess you get into that mindset of, I accept healing rather than like, I accept defeat. And letting your body just kind of slowly go away. I don't know. That was a powerful story. I remember that from The Secret. Yeah. This really kind of launched a lot of people into yeah. meditation. And um, because I think that people, regardless of your beliefs, because you know meditation is not a religion. Some religions use meditation to feel calmer, to pray. But it's really just a relaxation technique. And so... Um, people were open to that and they saw the testimonies from the people on the secret and people could really relate to those situations. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's definitely something to check out. I remember um, I I would put it on and like watch it over and over because I thought I was like healing myself. So yeah, well, I was willing to do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, yeah, meditation really is uh, can become a beautiful ritual that will last your lifetime. And it's a tool for, it's not like you have to meditate a long time. In fact, research shows that if you meditate for 10 or 15 minutes on a regular basis, it'd be great every day. After two weeks, you already start noticing yourself responding in a better way to stress. You're still going to get stressed but you're responding in a much better way. If you meditate consistently for 10 to 15 minutes a day for 60 days, you've actually created new neural pathways in your brain. So that's a pretty amazing ritual. And that's why, you know, as they do more scientific research on meditation, they're noticing that it helps people overcome anxiety and depression and um, I would say that most of the listeners of the podcast suffer from some kind of anxiety, especially or they're going through a really difficult time or they want to be super productive. Um, a lot yes. of, oh my gosh, that is, that is such a good point that you just hit because I feel like sometimes I'll look at my to-do list and it looks like there's a million and bajillion things to do and I'll get nothing done because I enter that mindset of like, so much to do. Where do I start? And sometimes literally just giving myself a break, like to stop working. I like say I have 30 minutes and I can go do whatever I want. And when I get back to it, I'm like refreshed. But I used to not allow myself those breaks because I was like, there's only so many hours in a day. And like you listen to those motivational YouTube videos and they're like, don't sleep take every second you can to get, you know, like, it's like, I can't sleep. Like I'll never be successful. So it was like allowing myself that it's okay to take breaks. I think was something so hard for me. Even like that is meditation to me is taking a break, going for a mile walk and just being with myself and refreshing my mind. Oh my gosh, I can knock out things on my to-do list so much faster. It's really true. And that's how I felt, you know, in Japan you know, with the little tea breaks, you know, I would just work right through it. And when I started to, uh, I, one of my, the thing I say at the very end of every meditation is, um, you are so worth slowing down for, um, give yourself permission to slow down because, uh, we, when we do that, it's amazing how much more productive I like to, uh, 
do something called the 80-20 rule that I've shared before on the podcast. And I've actually had a lot of people reach out to me recently about this. So I thought I would mention that here is that if you do something to 80% and we think, oh no, I'm going to give it my 110%. Well, if you give yourself, if you work at 80%, like you're focused, you're working, and then you allow yourself that 20% uh, self-care time for yourself, you actually surpass what you would have done if you were, you know, trying to go at it 110%. So the 80, 20 rule is, um, a really nice concept to keep in mind. Like if you have a lot going on, like, okay, I've got a lot going on. I'm going to do these things and then I'm going to take a break. And so then you don't feel so much pressure because you've already built into your life, a little buffer and and it's almost like a reward. It reinforces you to stay focused and get things done because you know you're going to yeah. take time for yourself. Yeah. I think that's so important, especially in today's society. I feel like we live yeah. in a society that's like, go, go, go. And oh, it's yeah. nonstop. I mean, when you're when you're on your breaks, then you're on social media. And that's the thing I forgot to say when I said I will take a 30-minute break for myself. That doesn't mean like stopping my work and getting on Instagram and scrolling because that's right. also just stimulating the mind. So it's just completely detaching from everything I would say is, is my kind of meditation. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's such a good point though, because you're right. It's not just about, okay, I'm not doing quote unquote work now, but I'm just going to go on Facebook or Instagram. Like, right. No, you need to actually work on kind of uh, the way I word it to people I work with is like, There's no way to go into your brain and rip out all of the thoughts that create anxiety for you. You just can't wave a wand or take those thoughts out. They're going to be there. We have like thousands and thousands of thoughts every day. So the only way, like you said, neuroplasticity, right? Like the only, we have to kind of rewire the way that our brain works. So being able to practice meditation and make this a part of our life is really the only way to go. You know, not, okay, do this 10 day meditation challenge. Oh my gosh, you're going to be great now. You know, you're, you're no anxiety ever again. That's not what it is. It's really a, a healing lifelong type of treatment that will consistently, I mean, you're never not going to worry again. You're never not going to be scared ever again. Those are very normal emotions that everybody has, but they will be so much more manageable with, you know, whatever kind of putting your, the, the tools that you have to put into your healing toolkit, so to speak. And if meditation really would encourage meditation to be one of them, the way, the way meditation works for you, right? Not one specific type. So um, which kind of leads I, me to one of the, wait, co- I have oh, one more wait. thing to say. I yeah, just thought of ahead. something. So go like ahead. if you're working all day and then you get to a point where you're so stressed out and overwhelmed by your work and then you say, okay, I'm gonna take a break for myself and you get on social media. So your mind is already in that mindset. That's like, I'm failing at my work. And then you get on social media and you scroll and you're like, this girl's prettier than me. They have their life together. They're all successful. You're just continually feeling your filling your brain with I am a failure um, and just like negativity, negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like even if you don't think you are, like I know my mom, she'll scroll on social media and she's like, Instagram doesn't affect me. I don't see it like that. I'm like, yes, it does. Like you that might not place. see it, but like it does affect you. Uh, yeah. You see other people's perfect highlight reels and it affects you. So that that I think is so good that when you said you – shouldn't use your meditation mind to continue to fill your brain, but use that time to dump the brain. Totally. Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing that, um, is really helpful that I personally do, um, you kind of can take your meditation off your mat with you through your day is, uh, that's why I really like techniques because they're tangible. You can do them if you're standing in the grocery line and somebody cut in front of you and said, Oh, I'm going to show you were social distancing. Oh, sorry. I'm just standing here in front of you and, or you know, <laughs> you're off in traffic or whatever it might be. Um, then, you know, you, you still are getting stressed as you mentioned, and you're still a human. You're going to experience the full range of human emotions that we all experience. 
but um, your recovery, you're, you're, you're training your brain to fire in different locations. And so when your brain is firing or in your prefrontal lobes, you are able to identify what, okay, this person, um, you know, it was wrong. It's unfair, but what am I going to do about it? Does it really matter? It might take me five minutes longer in line or, um, you know, this person is going through something. It's not about me. You start to kind of give yourself some self-talk because when you sit down and meditate, you're not usually calm and peaceful. Your mind wanders and you have to go, okay, oh, my mind's wandering. All right, let me repeat that affirmation or let me do that breathing technique to feel calmer. So you take that practice into your daily life because you're in the gym, you've trained your brain there right on your mat. And so then when you encounter stress, which we all will, you kind of go through that same process. So that's really the beauty of meditation. So that actually takes us into one of the questions that I was going to ask you because it literally, and you just, you actually just said what this person asked, but I want to hear more of your answer. Um, This person asked, I keep trying to meditate, but I can't get into it. My mind just wanders off into all these anxious thoughts. Is it still worth it to try or how can I, how can I like meditation basically? It's perfect. It just means that, hey, this is where you need to be. If you're, you know, if you sit down and you're there, wow, that's pretty amazing. You know, (laughs) maybe uh, that, and that's great. Sometimes you do, you sit down and you're just really ready to meditate. But when you sit down, it's like, okay, let's let the dust settle because you have all this going on. This is like, this is great. I've got all this happening. Let's just, you know, take a few of these things. What, how am I really feeling? Do I feel it in my body somewhere? Okay, what triggered that? And why would I get so upset about that trigger? And do I, is there another way I can respond? Or is there something I can think of because I'm having a t- hard time recovering? Is there something I can think of that can really put me in a better place? So you can visualize yourself maybe on the beach at your favorite vacation spot or with someone who really supports you. You could just visualize that they're seated right next to you, supporting you. And that's enough to calm you down. If you feel a little calmer, that's perfect because the last thing we want is the rumination cycle, you know, where you're ruminating. And that's usually where we are if we don't interrupt that. So meditation is a great way. Sometimes I can't wait to sit down. Like when I'm really stressed or, you know, my mind is going, it's like, I can't wait to just interrupt this cycle. I can't wait till I get a chance to just like, here, let me just go into, you know, the public restroom somewhere where it's quiet and just sit, you know, not, you know, I mean, not really sit, but you know, that's a bad example, but I'm saying that sometimes you're somewhere and you just cannot um, get somewhere quiet. And so if you just go somewhere where it's just peaceful and quiet and you just, can kind of maybe do a breathing technique and then you leave and you go back into that same stressful situation. And cause it's not like the stress is going to go away when you, you know, uh, meditate, you, you're still going to be triggered by stress, but you're going to be able to manage it in a better way. Yeah. That's why I love guided meditation to be honest, because, um, I think that there's, it's hard for me just to kind of be in in complete silence and and sometimes sometimes I actually do that when I'm walking or if I just go even just go outside just to sit I'll even put a timer on sometimes for 2 minutes and just really try and you know be with the way I the be with my thoughts and even just say to myself I'm okay with where I'm at because this is what's happening in my life and these are the thoughts that I have that create anxiety for me but you know the thoughts are just thoughts they're not dangerous you know they're coming into my brain but I'm just like observing them and I know that they're there but in this moment I'm safe and so I can kind of do that for a couple of minutes but I do really love the guided meditations for the fact that I feel like sort of sometimes I am being being coached a little bit, or, you know, you, you, um, in your affirmation days, you have such amazing affirmations that I repeat to myself throughout the day after I listen to your, to the podcast. So being able to have, you know, someone 
else, another kind of person who's able to kind of just coach me a little bit or recognize like, okay, in this moment and gives me sort of thoughts to re- to replace the ones that are so loud and anxious in my brain, it's so helpful for me. So I don't know. I, I think that that's, that's something that's maybe worth a try if you feel like you haven't <laughs> had much success with just like the other meditations. Well, I'll mention something that's really helpful. And this goes along with what you were just saying. Um, one really strong practice you can do, um, whether you meditate or not, is to just when you're starting your day, if you can sit and just visualize um, the stressful points of the day that you might encounter. So let's say that you have a meeting that's going to be stressful or a difficult conversation with someone or something bad happened and you just know you have to deal with it or do a lot of work and you just visualize yourself, your facial expression, where you might be, who you might be with, um, pulling in the full details of that situation and begin to feel and, and process it right at that moment okay, well, when that happens, I'm going to repeat to myself, this is okay that this is happening. I can do this. I can get through this. Um, Or I am, I am peaceful. I am calm, you know, regardless of what's going on. And you just remind yourself of that. Even if you do this, maybe if you're not, you know, to the point where you're really sitting down to meditate, where you're brushing your teeth in the morning or getting ready, you could just visualize you know, I'm running a little late today and I know I might be stressed driving in traffic. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put on some music or I'm going to listen to an inspiring podcast, for example. And that is going to give you a reference point. So when you're um, stressed in the moment, we react usually just, we really, you know, the Mm -hmm. tendency is to react. And so you're pulling from a different part of your brain. If you've already you know, you're pulling from that prefrontal reasoning part of your brain. If you've already kind of anticipated emergencies, the best time to take care of an emergency is before it even happens. And then another really good technique, and these are just so powerful that I just think that people can benefit so much from this, is when you end your day, and especially people have troubles uh, sleeping at night, go through your day in reverse the Dalai Lama, this is a big practice that Mm -hmm. he does. It's a practice that many successful business entrepreneurs, uh, athletes, I mean, you know, people who really um, achieve at great levels and their mind is really going a lot and they have Mm -hmm. hard time settling. If you just review your day in reverse and notice the times of the day, um, not every single moment, but just the, the moments that stand out, and you kind of lay those to rest, like, oh, I had an argument with somebody. I wish I would have reacted this way. Um, no blame, no shame, just noticing. Or I really like the way that I had this great conversation with someone. Notice your big wins, the the times when you struggled, what you would do next time, because that makes you better and better. It's kind of like when you work out at the gym, yeah. Um, and somebody's watching your form or, you know, you're about, you have a mirror and you're evaluating your form, you know, you are usually more likely to do a better job than if you don't have that mirror. So oh, wow. that's, that's a good really good point. A good I'm going to try that actually. That's, yeah, so cool. that's really helpful. Well, and what would you, this is kind of part of someone else's question, but for someone that hasn't necessarily tried meditation, do you recommend a certain amount that they should work with initially? Like, should they do it this many minutes every day? Should they do it this many times a week or something like that? That's super important. I'm really glad you asked that question because I recommend that you really just sit down for a few minutes. Don't really think about the time. Just just sit in a place, even if you're not closing your eyes, like you might just be um, you know, sipping your coffee or tea or your smoothie or whatever it is. And just notice how you feel and notice what your thoughts are. And then maybe close your eyes and and do a breathing technique. And that's all. And then try to do that like every day or a week and see how you feel. 
If you feel like sitting longer, sit longer. And just, I recommend for new meditators, maybe don't even meditate 10 minutes, maybe just meditate five minutes. That can seem like eternity if you're new. And what I always recommend is only meditate to the point where you feel like you could go a little bit further End at that point where you're still wanting a little more, always end your meditation on a high note. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. Well, I'd love to get, I mean, I know we've been talking for a while. I feel like we could go on. Um, I'd love to get into now, Taylor, tell me if you have any more questions for Mary before we get into kind of the next segment here. Oh no, you're good. Yeah, no, you're good. Okay. Because I had asked you, Mary, if it would be okay to do maybe a short, really short meditation, like a two minute meditation together today before um, we finish the episode. Um, I'd love for the audience to kind of experience that. So um, would that be okay? Okay. Absolutely. Is there a theme that you would like? I don't know. What do you think, Taylor? Um. Anything do you, you ever do one for health anxiety? For anxiety about your health? Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. So yeah. um, go ahead and um, if you can sit somewhere where you're not likely to be interrupted, but really just make meditation happen where you can. And if you can sit up straight, this is going to allow you to focus. It aligns your spine and then close your eyes. Or you could even keep them open and stare at one thing, even if you have a candle in front of you or a picture that inspires you. And just if you can just gently shift your eyes upward, not in a forced way, but this little tweak elevates your mood. You'll notice if you drop your eyes right now, your mood kind of drops. And now if you just kind of shift your eyes upward, you can almost feel a wave of aspiration uplifting you. And then just check in and notice how you feel. And notice where you hold tension right here, right now, today. Notice where in your body you seem to be carrying it. And as you inhale and exhale through your nose in a natural way, not forcing your breath in any way, See if you can create space in your body where you may feel pain or tension. So as you inhale through your nose, inhale vitality. And as you, and and surround that area with this vital breath and feel this tightness or tension begin to subside and gently open up. And as you exhale, release any tension, fear, doubt, whatever you're holding there within your body. And then notice how that feels. Honor how you feel. And now as you breathe in again through your nose, Inhale vitality. Now see if you can hold the pause between your inhale and exhale just a little bit longer than you did and surround that area within your body, that fear, that uncertainty about your health. Surround it with vitality, nourishing vitality, health and wellness. And as you exhale, see if you can exhale a little bit longer this time. This can take a little practice and that's fine. We'll go ahead and inhale once more. Strength and vitality. Drawing your breath inward. Holding that pause. Holding the pause a little longer. Nourishing this tense area with vitality and energy, wellness. 
And when it feels right, exhale through your nose gently and evenly, releasing any fear, any doubt, any tension. Relaxing your shoulders, relaxing your jaw. Feel your stomach soften. And now sit and allow yourself to absorb these beautiful sensations you've created for energy, wellness, and vitality in your body. Deepen your experience. Eyes are gently upward, spine is straight. Very nice. Now, let's enter your day again. Go ahead and move your body and you can gently open your eyes. Look around your space. And you could rub your hands together really fast and feel your energy, your vitality. This is your body. If you hold your hands apart, you can just kind of feel that energy and vitality you've created. And then you can go ahead and carry this feeling with you throughout your day for as long as you can, not engaging in your day immediately in more animated tasks, but try to slowly emerge back into your day, keeping this feeling with you, feeling energy and vitality, feeling that you can just always rub your hands. This is one of those techniques that I think I you learn in science class where you can kind of feel the friction that you create. And, and that's, that's real. That's your energy and vitality. So. Oh, that was, that was lovely. That was really, really nice. Thank you. Sure. So much. Be as simple as that. Yeah. There you go. And for anyone that's never tried it before, maybe just stayed with us for that meditation. Well, there you go. Be proud of yourself. <laughs> That was wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, is there anything else, Taylor, that you want to cover? You want to say? I love that. That was that was awesome. Your voice is very calming. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it really, it's it is so great. Um, well, so just let our audience know where they can find you. Yeah. Well, I can be found every day on the meditation podcast. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, I'm, it's, it's all over. And um, you can um, also find me on my Instagram account. You can send me a direct message there. It's, it's not called the Daily Meditation Podcast, though. It's called SIP, S-I-P, and OM, O-M. Um, again, SIP is from when I started meditating, sipping tea, and then OM is for meditation. You can send me a direct message and if you have any questions. But other than that, I'm there daily on the Daily Meditation Podcast. Awesome. And we'll we'll put your Instagram handle on the um, show notes too. So if anyone wants to, wants to find you there. But thank you again so much. Thank we appreciate it. Was it was a pleasure. Okay, yeah. we'll talk, we'll okay. talk soon. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. We hope you enjoyed um, this podcast, and we will be back next week with you um, to talk about something healing, of course. But you can always find Taylor and I at The Anxiety Healer and Health underscore Anxiety. Happy healing, everyone. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them 
all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Thank you.